Hey everyone, it's Mike with your mid-morning uh, commentary for uh, August 28th. I can't believe the month is almost over. Um, we're already in September. Uh, so uh, we have uh, futures all moving higher today. Spies are up 34 basis points. Qs are up 33. Dow Diamonds are up 52. You even have IWM up uh, 64 basis points. So uh, clearly uh, stronger across the board here in the U.S. Um, can't really say that about the rest of the world because you got Germany down 20 basis points. Uh, you got the U.K. FTSE flat on the day. Nikkei was down, uh, you know, pretty sharply with uh, about one and a half, one and a half percent on the resignation of uh, Shinzo Abe, the prime minister there. Um, and uh, you had. You know, Hong Kong up 50 basis points or so, but that market has gone uh, nowhere basically since uh, the end of April. Um, you did see a little bit of weakness in some of the technology names in Asia with, uh, you know, 700 HK, 10 cent down about 3%, and uh, Alibaba down about 1.5% in, in, in Asian trading. Um, so, where we are here in the SP, I mean, at this point, uh, you know, I, I, you know, from a technical standpoint, if you just kind of project moves and patterns and such, you can get to maybe 3,600 on the S&P cash market. Um, do I think that's going to happen? I, I, I mean, if we weren't so overextended, I could say, yeah, I mean, it, it could happen. But uh, you have RSIs on the S&P that are over 70, um, approaching 80. Uh you know, and those are very high, um, high, they're very high levels. Uh, I don't remember the SM, the only time I remember really seeing levels this high were, you know, kind of going into this big drawdown we had in, uh, in February, we had, you know, RSIs in, you know, December, January and such that were approaching 78. Um, you know, clearly we still went higher, even though, uh, you know, RSI started coming down. We, you know, in December, we went from an RSI of like 78 on December 24th when the S&P was around 3,250. We went all the way up to around 3,400, but the RSI was dropping during that time to 60 and a half. It created that big bearish divergence. And then we had the big drawdown in February. So, I mean, the, the market continued to rise for almost two months um, despite, you know, being overbought. Although it never uh, crossed really the upper Bollinger Band, um, uh, and the other previous time that we had something similar to this was in January of 2018, um, the RSI hit about 85, uh, and we fell off a cliff uh, very quickly. Um, so, you know, both scenarios led to pretty sharp drawdowns. Obviously, the move in January of 2018 wasn't as severe as the drawdown in uh, in 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 2020 or in January of 2018, we fell maybe like 12%. At the time, it felt pretty scary, um, but it was obviously nothing compared to what to, we went through in the spring. Um, and so from that standpoint, you know, hard to say. Uh, we have two different scenarios, right? They both ended in, uh, in big sharp drawdowns. The question becomes, you know, when? Uh, that's always the hard kind of part that's, you know, comes with this territory. Um, the, uh, 
RSI on the weekly chart for the futures are at 68, so very elevated. Um, we did get to as high as uh, 76 or so in January on the weekly. So there's your kind of uh, you know signal that there was a little more room to rise. The RSI on the weekly chart hit 91 uh, in January of 2018, and that, of course, was followed by that big drawdown. Um, so again, I mean, on the weekly chart, you can say, yeah, there's a little bit of fuel there to say that we could rise a little bit higher uh, on the from the RSI basis on on the S and P futures. Um, you know, when we look again at the RSI on the monthly, it's it's around 66. So again, there's some to suggest that the RSI could continue to rise a little bit on the monthly. The RSI um, did reach a high of. Uh, um, 68 and a half in January and uh, in December, January of this past cycle. Um, you know, so again, uh, we did get to as high as 78 uh, in September of 2018, and we were as high as 87 in January of 2018. I can't say the same about the triple Qs because the triple Qs um, now have a, a 79 RSI on, on the monthly chart, um, which is, uh, basically equivalent, well, in January, they hit 84 of 2018, and August of 2018, they hit 82, but we're well above where we were in January 2020, and the RS, and we're above the upper Bollinger Band by a lot um, on the QQQ. So on the monthly chart, QQQ is extremely overbought. Uh, RSI on the QQQ weekly is up at 76, again, overbought on the RSI and on the Bollinger Band. Um, again, the last time this happened, February of 2020. Uh, and then, of course, it happened also in January 2018. Um, and then on the daily chart, again, RSI up here around 74 above the upper Bollinger Band. Um, you know, in February of 2020, we had an RSI of 76, but we never went really above the upper Bollinger Band. Um, the only other time that that really happened was again in January 2018 where we hit 82 uh, so uh, you know the good I guess the the good news is right is that uh, there's potential for the equity market to continue to rise some more uh, potentially as high as 3600 on the S&P um, clearly like we talked about with the queues um, if, if the band was wider than I thought it was we could have gone to around 301. Um, we really haven't uh, we haven't really changed very much from where we were when I noted that on Wednesday. Um, so there's certainly the possibilities, and and there's certainly if you really want to stretch things, potential for the Qs to rise to around 301 and the S&P 500 to rise to around 3600. Um, at this point, I I wouldn't really be playing that. Um, uh, especially when you start seeing the VIX starting to rise. If you start getting three days of the VIX rising as the S&P and the NASDAQ are rising, this would actually be the fourth day because we rose on the 26th. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 26, 27, 28th is today. So three days in a row of a VIX rising as uh, the markets are rising. Uh, factor in, um, you know, 10-year Treasury rates, which have been uh, rising a little bit, although they're down a little today to back to 74 basis points. Um, and you have the dollar index uh, down a little bit, but well off its lows, back to 92 and a half. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, you're, you're playing with fire here um, uh, and, and, and in, a, in a very dangerous way. So um, 
you know, be mindful of these things. Um, I, I can't tell you at this point when this when this momentum and when this craziness stops. Um, by all accounts, it, it probably should have already happened um, based off of where we are with these numbers. Um, but, you know, the further we go, the more dangerous it becomes because, um, you know, the market, I have a saying, is it's like I, it's like uh, Newton's, one of Newton's laws, I forget which one it is. I think maybe it's a second law for every action. There's an opposite and equal reaction. Um, so, uh, you know, right now I think we're probably on the uh, – we were on the opposite reaction of the drawdown in March. I think now we're beyond that. Um, and uh, there could be an equal and opposite reaction the other way very soon. I, I Again, I don't know when, when that starts. Um, I would have, as you know, I already I thought it would have already started, um, and it hasn't. So uh, at this point, all we can do is you can either play along with this and uh, – and enjoy the ride uh, and try to pick the top or you can, um, you know, go along play, use, you know, tight stops and such to try to protect yourself. Or you can just move to the sidelines and just say, if I miss 3% to the upside, then I miss 3% to the upside. And I'd rather miss 3% to the upside than try to call the top and then catch 10% to the downside. So uh, I, I couldn't tell you which way to do it from that standpoint. But uh, all I can tell you is that we're at extremely, um, extremely overbought levels at this point, and it's uh, very dangerous for what, what could potentially be coming. Um, anyway, have a great uh, morning. Bye.